Welcome to 1991 Movie Rewind, a podcast where we watch and review every movie released in 1991, from the all-time greatest classics to the critically panned and everything in between. We'll rediscover forgotten fan favorites and uncover hidden gems as we explore the depths of direct-to-video. Join us in our celebration of the fun, unique, and diverse films of this highly underrated year. This week, we watched Point Break. joining us on 1991 Movie Rewind. In Point Break, FBI agent Johnny Utah, played by Keanu Reeves, is working to find the culprits behind a string of bank robberies calling themselves the ex-presidents. It turns out his best hope is to go undercover and infiltrate the local surfing scene led by Bodie, played by Patrick Swayze. Can Johnny separate his personal life from his professional life to stop the criminals? Screenplay by W. Peter Illiff, Directed by Catherine Bigelow and released on July 12, 1991. You've seen Point Break before. Yes. I have not. I just, I remember watching it, but I don't know with who, and I'm just going to assume my dad because he's into action movies. Yeah. (laughs) Or I maybe just watched it alone because I mean that's what I did a lot was just watch whatever was on TV or cable during the 90s I don't know yeah that's true I mean this probably would have been on quite a bit it was a decent box office hit it obviously had legs after its release a lot of people still remember it now Um, yeah so yeah this was my very first viewing because, you know, our family wasn't big into action movies all that much. And so if I saw stuff, it was usually at, like, a friend's house. Like, I saw a T2 at a sleepover birthday party thing mm. for the very first time. And so, I, you know, we, we did, like, comedies exclusively. Um, so, yeah, this wasn't really in our wheelhouse. And I missed the boat. But watching it now, I can definitely understand why. I can see the appeal. It was popular. Yeah. yeah. The um, honestly, for me, the biggest limitation is Keanu's performance. That's that's the one thing that kind of sticks out as being lackluster out of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I think Keanu is just there's a point where he, you know, when he's interviewing or trying to talk to the surfers and he uses that Bill and Ted voice like hey bro like he's Mm -hmm. good at doing that yeah I think he was better (laughs) at Bill and Ted because he is because that's over exaggerating yeah I mean you know looking at him and yeah he has the he has the appearance of someone who is light-headed airy surfer valley guy Right. And those are my favorite performances by him because he was kind of like that in Parenthood. Yeah, and I remember him being good in Parenthood too. I think here what I have a problem with is But I liked him in Speed and that is a very serious movie. I'm trying to th- and even The Matrix. I mean, I'm trying to think of all <laughs> Right. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Keanu as an actor. 
I mean, the worst acting I know him in is from Dracula. And that's just because he had to do, like, a really, like, an English accent. And his accent was, like, so horrible. Okay. Yeah, I never... That was, like, his worst performance I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I never watched that one. Um, but here, I feel like he's just reciting words and his face is just a blank slate the entire time. And, you know... You can hear him raise his voice, but you don't ever see the anger in his voice when he gets angry. Mm. There's, I don't know, it seems like it's very emotionless and dry. That, that was my problem with it. And I know he can do better because he has done better. And when we get around to seeing my own private Idaho, I'm sure we will see better. Um, yeah. Which I haven't seen yet either. But also in Bill and Ted, I think he had a better range partly because he was playing the dual roles in Bogus Journey or whatever, I don't know, maybe, but this was a surprisingly weird, um, lifeless effort from him. Meanwhile, Patrick Swayze is putting everything into it. Yeah, I mean, this is... And Lori Petty is a supporting character as Tyler. Oh, yeah, you know. I feel like Lori Petty just plays, like, the same character. She always plays kind of like the sarcastic. She's always, yeah, like the the quirky, um, I don't know, how to, independent spirit type of uh, person in a way. Yeah. Although Which she's is fine. very dependent on people in this movie. So she's, yeah, it has that like vulnerability, but still that strong will behind her. Yeah, she does tend to gravitate towards a lot of those types of characters. The the, the quirky girl next door type of a person. Um, but yeah, I mean, both of them were great. And everything else in this movie is, is pretty damn good, too. Uh, a lot of action movies don't hold up, you know. Um, but this one does, I think. Like, Out for Justice did not hold up. I think because that's just... Out for Justice, I still don't know if that was meant to be, like, a comedy. Because, like, a Jean-Claude Van Damme or Jackie Chan type movie. It's, or it was too serious, and that's what made it funny. It took itself way too seriously, yeah, it... I mean, this is obviously, yeah, a very good, dramatic, and action-packed movie. And it felt like a, more of a team effort, whereas Out for Justice was Steven Seagal it seemed flexing like he, his muscles, saying, look what I can do, look what I yeah, can do. Yeah, it was probably Steven Seagal just calling all the shots, and everyone's like, alright, let's do whatever he says. Yeah. Here, this is, you know, you have two major leads who were well-established to some degree. I mean... Keanu Reeves less so at this point. He had had some, I mean, I don't know. He hadn't had, like, major, major success, but he had been in some stuff. I mean, yeah, I think with Bill and Ted, the he first had, uh, movie, and then... This is kind of like his first action movie, more serious role. He had been, like, in the supporting comedies and, you know, or lead in the comedies up until now. Yeah. So, almost like the Bruce Willis and Die Hard syndrome, in a, in a sense, where... When Bruce Willis was cast for Die Hard, a lot of people said that was the stupidest thing in the world. Why would you put somebody from Moonlighting into this right, but that's lead like role? His best role. <laughs> yeah, and then you know it, it works because you can't just typecast people all the time and expect you know 
uniqueness out of movies. Um, I mean, kind of, I'm trying to think of, Pat- see, when I think of Patrick Swayze, I think of Ghost and also Dirty Dancing. I mean, those were his two biggest, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know he was in, like, Roadhouse, but I'm trying, like, this is his first movie, I think, where he's the bad guy. And maybe, is this the only movie where he's a bad guy? I don't really know his movies all that much. So uh, Me neither. So he was in North he's... and South Book 1 and 2. And so if he played a Southern general, or then, yeah, technically he played a bad guy in North and yeah. South Book 1 and 2. Um, I never saw Roadhouse, never saw Next of Kin. Both of those movies he got a Razzie nomination for. A Black Dog, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's guy in that one either but um yeah so it's a little against type but i mean he is yeah he's a, he's an action guy um or you know has the build for being an action guy mm-hmm. so people know him for that and then you have uh catherine bigelow behind the camera who i think had at that point uh, a couple of decent movies behind her um near dark and strange days or no strange days was after sorry yeah strange is i mean she has near dark is really good and so is strange day (laughs) i like strange days i haven't seen either one of them i do have near dark on vhs though um but you also have her husband at the time james cameron in there as a producer who obviously was very well versed in action movies um so you have like this this good team. I really liked what Catherine Bigelow did with the directing of this movie. Uh, very frantic, frenetic. A lot of dynamic camera work, even when people are just like sitting in chairs. Like you have that scene where Gary Busey plays Pappas and um, Keanu Reeves, Johnny Utah are just sitting in their chairs talking about the surfer theory mm-hmm. that Gary Busey's character has. And, you know, the camera's just, like, swaying back and forth to kind of add, like, a little bit of visual interest without doing a lot of quick cutting. Um, Okay. I mean, the the one shot that I liked was just him laying in bed with Laurie Petty, and it's, you know, him... It reminds me of Requiem for a Dream, so, you know, when they're laying and then, like, the camera's just, like, focusing on them. Yeah, the overhead shot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, a lot of the action stuff, too, where you have uh, the chase scene through the alleys and streets of L.A. where the camera is right there, basically, running along behind them. Jumping out of airplanes. Like, how is this? Like, how did they do that? Because this is also... I was thinking about Rolling Thunder, too. Oh, yeah. With, like, their surfing. Because this is, like, pre-GoPro... So, and but they don't really show their surfing like in a wave. A tiny bit, but not much. Really? Yeah. But that's I was like, how do they do that unless you have a cameraman also on a surfboard following you? Which is basically what they did in Rolling Thunder. Which is And I'm assuming is probably the tactic they used here too, to a degree. I think that there are probably some like water tank shots where they have an underwater camera they have like a water tank in the studio for like the scenes where Keanu is like almost drowning Drowning, yeah and you know you just see like the underwater shots of him like struggling that was probably done on a set but but the 
jumping out of the plane, I was like, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I... To, especially when they're like talking and having a conversation while falling, <laughs> I was... Which I don't think is actually possible. But so that that must that must have been like just them. I don't know if they did those. You know how they have those rooms where you can like they have gusts of air blowing up and you can like free fall in a room. Right. Like that was that how that was done? Uh, but uh, so with them talk or, or the point where they're. Where they're all jumping out of the plane and they make that circle and then they break. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do you show... How do they do that? I mean, I'm... I know those must have been, like, professionals doing that. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I didn't go into the full movie-making side of this movie, but just from what I understand of movie-making in general, I can say that, yeah, it would definitely be a mix of stuntmen with real actual cameras with real skydivers for some of On them. Know, the, the larger stuff and then um <clears throat> for a lot of those shots where you're seeing the faces close up or you know like yeah that is not done in the air that would be yeah done i'm assuming because like when they're kind. just free falling and having a conversation while falling yeah so that'd be like yeah wind tunnel type stuff um or you know rigs with strings that are composited out later because i mean even though you don't have the super fancy cgi graphics that we have today which don't always look great but sometimes do you still have the ability to remove wires digitally mm-hmm. and you've had that for a while so you know they could be hooked up to wires and just sort of floating on in rigs and then they just digitally remove the, the wires in post-production as part of that too but um that's not to take anything away from the skydiving scenes or the surfing scenes because yeah the surfing scenes that's probably the second best i've seen in a movie behind rolling thunder Mm -hmm. in a long time um definitely in the 1991 spectrum yeah and then skydiving as well it's just yeah it's it's incredibly impressive because yeah, you can't do as much as you would with CGI these days. You can't just, like, composite Patrick Swayze's face onto somebody who is doing the actual skydiving and have his mouth move. That's probably what they would do now. You know Which what I mean? is stupid Yes, it's me. stupid. I don't like it. But it's safer. I, yeah. <laughs> and that's what they would want to do. Here, uh, Patrick Swayze did his own skydiving. Yeah. Occasionally. I, I think there's conflicting reports on that, but there is at least one shot where... He is in a plane and he jumps out without, you know, telling people <laughs> oh, that he was going to do it. I um, think, yeah, I also read that he was just, like, really obsessed with it, that he would just jump out of a plane so many times to the point where they were like, okay, you gotta Yeah, you gotta stop. stop. We have to make sure you don't have an accident before this movie's done. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's pretty fascinating to watch. It's... I don't know, it's sort of like one of those nature documentaries in a sense, sort of like Rolling Thunder, because you have the action of the scene, you have the dialogue, you have the tension of the scene, but then you have all of this beautiful scenery behind you. You have like these mountains, you have these cliffs and waves and everything, and it just adds a whole other layer of visual interest on top of everything else, and it just works really well. 
I think the story overall does a pretty good job of keeping the progression going. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it starts off with the uh, the robbery, <laughs> the bank robbery. Yeah, I mean, it technically starts off with Johnny Utah doing target practice in the rain. With the oh, oh, the oh, yeah. For the, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, with his trainer saying, the GIF. 100% Utah, good job. Yeah, that's where you see the GIF with him doing the thumbs up, like people share all the time. Yeah, which is like... Why right. is that being done in the rain? And I, except to, I guess, to give a little sex appeal right at the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. Unless it was like a callback, because at the very end he's in the rain. But that wasn't even like shooting anyone. Yeah. Unless that's like, the, I was also thinking about this because if you have to be an FBI field agent, so he used to be a quarterback and he stopped because he fucked up his knee. Mm -hmm. I thought if you're an FBI field agent, you have to be like a tip top shape. Like, I mean, I know they show him doing all the shooting and shit, mm -hmm. but throughout the movie when he's like running after the robbers or mainly just, um, yeah, Bodhi. he fucks up his knee like three different times. Like he's running, and then he'll jump off a wall, like off a wall and land, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Like he does that like three, four times. I'm like to the point where I'm like, "Uh, you're really gonna fuck your knee up where you need like surgery or something." But I thought, yep. like, if you're an FBI field agent, don't you have to be like in tip top shape? I don't know. I, probably to some degree. I mean, they show everyone doing the blindfolded brick diving, like is one of the next scenes. Yeah, right? he can do all this shit, but and it's so, like running after someone, doing a chase. He's like, I can't. Yeah. And even to the point where, um, like, I think it was Gary Busey who told him. Well, the point where the second time that he was running after Bodhi, and he had. A point where he can shoot him from afar but mm -hmm. he didn't shoot him mm -hmm. and Gary Busey was like you shot your gun and we know that you're a good shot so why didn't you shoot him so yeah. he's good at all these other things <laughs> yeah that gets into the whole thing about the, um, the relationship between Bodhi and yeah because he's he has he has Bodhi cornered in a sense he's waiting on on the the chain link fence and yeah it's, Johnny has it's... the opportunity to shoot him and instead like screams out of frustration and shoots his gun in the air so mm -hmm. they know that the fire arm was like he discharged can't he's like he I can't says, kill oh yeah him. I just I missed he's like bullshit you didn't yeah, miss you, you what didn't really miss. happened yeah. yeah but he's not gonna say oh I let him go right which you know that's that's one of the weaker parts of the movie for me is the the relationship stuff oddly Oh, like him, him and Bodhi. Bodhi, their quote friendship. Yeah. Because it wasn't really a friendship. Exactly. Yeah, it, I didn't understand the fixation. I didn't understand. Unless he, because I was also reading how this, a lot of people are calling this movie very homosexual. <laughs> like it's, like was Keanu just obsessed with Bodhi? Like he. Like, he wanted to be him. Like, I think what the movie's trying to do is... Like, envious of his lifestyle. 
maybe I, I think it was more like to invoke some sort of like a Stockholm syndrome type of a scenario. Yeah, but it didn't really happen because he so didn't... ingrained in it that he doesn't want to give up on this culture that he's been able to be a part of me into. But there's there's not enough acceptance of him to really warrant what we see on film. You know, Johnny has his own life. He seems to be pretty content with being an FBI agent. He eventually is with Tyler, who's Lori Petty's character, and is very content with Tyler and the relationship that they're building after Bodhi dumps her. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, there's a lot of time that passes that we don't really understand. Like, we have one scene with John C. McGinley's character, harp who's like the head of this bank robbery division who's pissed yeah. at the lack of progress after two weeks which apparently two weeks has happened at some point there even though they've been doing these robberies for like a year yeah, <laughs> i don't know multiple years over the course of <laughs> yeah. thing. but he's like yeah why, why don't you like, have anything why haven't you weeks? gotten these guys even though they've been doing it for so long like you have two weeks to mm. figure it out yeah why, why don't you have anything linking these guys to the crime after two weeks of being undercover um so but yeah, like you don't aside from Bodhi saying hey come on let's go to this place and do this thing a couple times you don't really get a sense that they're like super best friends it also made me think of the lost boys okay you know how michael just wants to well he mainly joined the gang because he was more interested in star the girl and that's why i like tyler is star okay and the only reason why but i mean the reason why he has to join this gang is to you know becomes friends with them and then you know catch them as an fbi agent and then he was like using tyler and in this case the star equivalent tyler is a means to an end at first she's just his conduit to get into the surfing scene in general at the time he doesn't even know that Bodie might be involved in the crimes he just wants to be involved in the scene and just meet people and then try to learn who could be responsible through the conversations and the friendships. Yeah. But and we then, don't see those types of conversations and friendships they don't, develop between the men. Yeah, he doesn't even realize that they are the bank robbing, surfing gang. No. Until, until <laughs> after they fuck up the, the drug raid or whatever. Yeah. Not until that, or when, yeah, when they go and get sandwiches, like meatball sandwiches at whatever the hell, when they were trying to catch their second robbery of that summer. Uh -huh. That's when he, re like, they realize, that, well, he well, realized. Well, like a little bit before that, because, like. <laughs> but they didn't really say, yeah, we're going to go fucking rob a bank. Do you want to come with us? No, and let's, that's what I'm saying. Like, the only time they say, hey, let's go do anything is like, okay, wake up super early and go surfing. Go surfing, us. yeah. And that's it. I mean, there's the one time when... But he doesn't, um, like, you don't see Johnny Utah saying, hey, have you heard of any surfers that rob banks? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but, I mean, yeah, they don't really have, like, conversations 
even at the party to scene. allude that they are going to run because they did that raid you know the drug raid of that other gang of surfers yeah that's that's really the only time of like male bonding that happens yeah. is when Bodhi comes and helps um johnny utah with a fight that he's having where a bunch of uh surfer thug type guys are beating him up and then Bodhi comes in and, and helps take yeah that's fight back and he's like hey just come and hang with us but he just tells him to come over to his place to that party right and then there's like no major conversation yeah, that's, between them and yeah the there's party no either. Yeah, like there's, he's there's just no... there with Tyler, and that's when Tyler sees Bodie with another woman. And then they don't really have much conversation. No, Tyler sees Bodie with another woman. Yeah. I think you said Tyler sees Bodie no, with I another think... woman. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I felt like the reverse was said. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that Bodie saw Tyler with another woman. Yeah, Tyler saw Bodie with another woman. Anyway, um, but and they, that's when we they weren't that they're really, dumped, yeah, they're, they're really, no together. yeah, they're really not together, but they are, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much conversation. Like there's a little bit of where after the, after the party, which is a weird party, it's a very short scene and you see a lot of people dancing around, dancing and like, it's just like purposely what you would looking see. at the camera, which I guess is supposed to be POV of. Keanu Reeves' character. I suppose. But it's but, kind of like if you went to a college party. <laughs> a really weird... Yeah, it's... A lot of, like, trippy dancing and drug And then they have, like, this stuff. bonfire, which makes me think of, like, the Lost Boys again. Sure. And... But then they do night surfing. Yeah. And it's, like, the biggest bonding. is like, you're surfing, man! And then, like, Johnny Utah's like, I'm fucking surfing, check it out! Well, because, I mean, he bond, finally... Bond met. He, yeah, he finally learned how to surf. And, um... They're just... Kind of like, yeah, do you want to do all these extreme sports with us? Yeah. And then nothing really happens. But, I mean, Johnny Utah assumes that it's the guys who beat him up that are the bad guys. Yeah. Because they are bad guys. They are, yeah. like, shitty people. And you got what? You got um, Anthony Kiedis is one of them for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> is is one of the, the four, five bad guys. I tried to look up his credits. It seems like I think the only other credit he has is The Chase. Anthony Kiedis? Yeah. He doesn't do a whole lot other than obviously his music videos. I mean, yeah. I mean, why would he? But why was he in this? Like, that, I don't know. It's weird and off. I think maybe At least, like, Flea of... is, like, trying to be an actor. Like, we saw him in Motorama and... You know, he's been in like Back to the Future things, and stuff yeah. like that. But I think I don't know why he was in it, but maybe just because he like Anthony Kiedis as a person is kind of like just that L.A. I don't know. If yeah, he's he a has the look. Dude. He's yeah, yeah, he's got that look. Maybe that's. All I mean, it he is, was but... in Red Hot Chili. Pe- I mean, he was like at this point in 1991 is when Red Hot Chili Peppers was be coming very yeah even um, more massive. well known that was probably yeah that's probably their biggest biggest album at that time was that blood sugar sex magic which yeah. came out in 91 and um so maybe it was like some 
wave, but it is kind of off-putting to see him there as this weird little cameo. And I was wondering if the other people in that gang were also Red Hot Chili Peppers members, but they're not. No. Because um, I, I don't know what anybody looks like in that band except for those two. Oh, Flea, Flea and, and Anthony, Anthony Kiedis. Kiedis? Yeah, I don't care. I don't like the band. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, they, they go to this house, and, and that's when... I was really surprised. I thought that would like completely blow his cover at that point because he's there without any sort of, you know, Cause, yeah. After facial that, protection Johnny Utah is, and yeah, so, like, he he's does, there with he, the cause he woke up late because that's after he's late that to his raid, yeah, yeah. Because after that night, that's when he uh, sleeps with Tyler, on, and they sleep on the beach. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that Tyler hasn't. Because, I mean, I don't know how long this relationship is, but I'm surprised that Tyler didn't find out he was, like, an FBI person sooner. Because, I mean, he's like, oh, I'm late. And she's just like, oh, okay. Like, wouldn't she be, like, late for what? Wouldn't... They think he's a lawyer. Oh. Okay. Because, yeah, I know he said it went to law school. And he's like, oh, I'm really late. I have to meet this client. I forgot about, like, there's a couple times where he okay, so he was lying. sees things okay. and he's like, oh, I forgot I have this meeting with a client. I have to go. All right. But what's interesting is you have this raid against the um, Red Hot Chili Pepper gang. I don't know what, I don't know what they're actually called. And obviously yeah, they were like, just uh, other surfers. They like, only live to get radical. Yeah. According to Bodhi, they only live to get radical, which is a bad thing. <laughs> but what, so that's what does their in, gang do then? context. Because they also... I got I the know. impression that get radical means like get like super drugged out. Okay. Which, so they I only mean, live That's not how I used it drugs. when I was a kid, but... Yeah. There's a big action scene that happens with that, and um, I was a little worried for Johnny Utah's character because he is going into this raid without any sort of like facial protection. protection. Yeah. Um, and so if any of them were to come out of that alive or uncaptured, they could easily recognize him and spill the beans and be like, Hey, this guy's an FBI agent. Um, That's but that I doesn't happen. So thankfully what happened? I mean, the only person, I mean, a couple people did die. Yeah. Of those surfers. Two, yeah, two or three of them died. And then you had Anthony Kiedis who got his foot, like, blown off. I think he was just straight up arrested. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, a couple other people were but arrested But he could well, have but... been like, hey, I recognize you, but whatever. I mean, who's he going to tell? Jail, yeah, he's yeah who's he going to say, like, right. oh, like, there's no one to tell on him. Yeah. And then there's, like, yeah, women, and you have, like, this woman in the sh- shower who's, like, fighting back and stuff like that, too. I, like, yeah, that scene was... I thought that was a really good fight scene. Yeah. I mean, the like, whole sequence this, is good. The entire se- Yeah, the entire sequence was good. Hard hitting. But her coming out of the shower, she's like, what the fuck? And then she's ready to fight. Yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> part of the crew, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just you kind like, of have this weird assumption that, oh, well, like these, the, these women in the house are completely innocent bystanders, but no. But no, they're both ready swinging. to fight, which was cool to see the women just like go at it and kick Keanu's ass yeah naked yeah and like throws him into a mirror and everything like multiple times and I think pretty much both of them did most of their stunts in terms of the fight scenes it's that naked woman well the the naked woman was a stunt woman okay like that's her job 
in Hollywood. So yeah, that was not a problem. But I mean, like Keanu and um, Patrick Swayze, I think both oh, generally yeah. did most of their own stunts. I know that the uh, the running scene where he's being chased in in the mask, uh, Swayze was not there for that. He was doing press for Ghost. I read okay. that. But other than that, like you know, like a lot of the skydiving stuff he did himself, and you know, like yeah, when they're tossing each other around and fighting and near the end and that's all them i think um but what i didn't expect for that whole action scene with that that raid i was not expecting the lawnmower to be foreshadowing that was an interesting little twist too so at the beginning he's trying to um he's johnny is on the the radio with a couple of the other fbi agents basically saying like hey hold off because like they have a bunch of guns you gotta be safer about this and they're like oh we can't hear you because of the lawnmower mm-hmm. and then like the lawnmower gets into the fight because like one of the the gang members is like shoving johnny utah's face like towards the blades yeah, and the is, blades like trying are... to but okay i, I, what I was just surprised to, to see the guy what happened... incorporated what happened to the lawnmower guy the uh the neighbor probably just ran off i think Okay. I don't know if they showed that. Just or not. leaving the yeah, that's what but, I was like. I mean, like, if you wait. see people like shooting and like coming out of windows and glass breaking, when you just book it. Yeah, and then forget about <laughs> your running lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, like fuck it, like let them deal with it. Yeah. But yeah, it gets really close, and I guess that yeah, I think that was a real lawnmower, maybe with some of the blades like dulled, but dulled, dulled, dulled. <laughs> dulled. <laughs> Um, but lo and behold, the raid, while sort of a success in the sense that some of the drug dealers, whatever, were uh, yeah, killed, yeah, they then, were just drug dealers. They were not bank robbers. Yeah, they were, and then like these DEA agents come by and be like, "Hey, we were following them, and you ruined our fucking bust or whatever." Yeah, Tom Sizemore comes through as an uncredited cameo and says, "You fucked us up. I was undercover." And uh, we're, these we're getting close to getting the bigger, bigger fish, and you just fucked it up. Yeah. And then you, they get yelled at again by John C. McGinley. Yeah. Who's good at yelling at people. Yeah. That's, that's what he does. But it's shortly after that that Johnny Utah is out there surfing, and at one point he sees you know, Bodhi's friend, I don't know which one, because, I mean, I know they say their names, but I can't place the names with the different faces. There's, like, Gromit. I mean, Gromit's the youngest one, and then... By, and then there's Nathaniel, and there's Rosie. Like, I don't... I know Ro- Rosie is Lee Turgeson. Yeah. Who I've seen a couple Roach times already. is the guy at the end that he brings with that... Roach is the one that lasts the longest. The longest. But, yeah, and they also have, like, Nathaniel in there, too. So, whichever one it is pulls their shorts down while they're surfing and shows his bare ass which that's the ass he saw in the movie at the very beginning yeah i mean in the beginning <laughs> that's like that's, that's the connection to seeing this hairy butthole Th- this was the uh, he, this is what made me laugh is because in the beginning when they show the robbers robbing the bank and you have johnny utah utah and whatever Pappas. gary Busa. Pe- Gary Busey, Pappas, they're just rewinding. They're going back and forth, back and forth, on the trying security to, footage on the yeah. security footage of this bank thing. 
And they just focus on this guy's ass. <laughs> Which has thank you written on it. Yeah, and they're like, if you see here, he's tan here, but not here. So that means he's a surfer? That's and one of his, like, yeah, that's one of his thoughts is, okay, they can they can move like this. They can jump up on the tables really easily. I, just, I was like, how did you, how did trunks. you come about that from a tan line? Well, that's why everyone else at the FBI was making fun of Pappas. Right. right, but I mean, Everyone he was, was giving him right. shit. And yeah, he was right. No one took him seriously except He's for like, Johnny I think Utah. they're surfers. Yeah, and then but and then they find a hair, and then they test the hair, and it has like all these random chemicals that you would see like in the ocean because like of yeah. the pollution in the ocean, and also like wax and sand combo. Or something yeah. Like that. And, and so then, they go around stealing people's hair, which is a really weird. That point was like cheesy to me. I mean, because that's when. Keanu uses that hey bro uh-huh. attitude or his voice and he's like hey bro you got this huge spider on your back let me and then he like cuts his hair and he's like oh I got it yeah but I was like why did you have to do it this way I don't know it's such a it, it's it's an off-putting sequence because it really doesn't help the movie like at all I that scene made me laugh because I'm like this is too cheesy now yeah. that che- that was cheesy that was like I think supposed to be intentional comedy and then you have like Gary Busey saying something like hey have you seen my kid around here or something like that and then he just like cuts the, the, the hair of the dude who is in like don't tell mom the babysitter's dead and like whatever like that red haired guy one of oh. the stoner friends okay so he had two head. people from the movie yeah yeah two and people from don't tell mom the babysitter's dead because okay. uh, Christopher the, you, the brother. How do you pronounce the last name again? Pettyit? Pet, I, I forgot. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I the, mean, it's really... The pet- prim and proper brother from Don't Tell Mom the Bibby Series yeah, Dad Petit- is a shop worker. I want to say Petier, but I don't know. That's probably right. Petit. Anyway, he's a shop worker who sells Keanu the, the surfboard. The surfboard. And everyone's making fun of his surfboard because they're like... Yeah, and his age, not, too. It's yeah. like, oh, you're 30 or whatever it is, and you're just getting into surfing now? What a doofus. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, the the getting of the hair of these surfers was cheesy to me. And then they... Oh, yeah. And the whole lab testing thing also made me laugh. But I was like, was that how it was in the FBI in the early 90s? I mean, that's how it was, like, on TV and movies. So, yeah. Um... Anyway, he sees a real bare ass of one of their friends. He's like, holy shit, I recognize that ass. It's like, I know your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way he just... Like, it would be one thing if it had, like, remnants of permanent marker on it or something. Right. But, I mean, but they surf so much. Why would he... I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it would make more sense. But if instead said, he sees a bare ass, Thank like, you holy shit. But... If this guy's willing to share, show his ass here, then he must have been willing to show his ass during the bank robbery. Yeah. It's them. Yeah, then he realizes the dudes he was hanging out with sort of are yeah. the, is are the, the game. the bad guys. But then they go... That's when Johnny and Pappas, they go to... Um, stake out the bank that they think they're going to rob which mm-hmm. they do but mm-hmm. then they're Pappas is like I want a meatball sandwich All Pappas this... doesn't believe it's going to happen and so, so he's, he's just like, like reading the, and he's hungry. reading the funny pages he's like laughing to himself at the, at the comics that are in the newspaper while Keanu is off getting a, a sub 
and you can see the bank robbers getting out of the car and going into the bank while he's paying for the sub. Right. And of course, Pappas isn't paying attention. He's not paying he's... attention. And so they only see it after they get out. They could have just done the reverse. Like, if you want your own sandwich, then you go get it. <laughs> yeah, but that wouldn't have helped. A lot, I know. Right? Um, so yeah, so they give chase to the car, and and the, you know that's when everything starts to happen, and that's when Canu's cover is really blown because obviously he's not wearing any sort of like mask or anything either himself. And there's a really good scene at the gas station too, where you know he basically has like a flamethrower gas pump at one point because he's like trying to burn the getaway right. car and stuff like that, and you know really cool sequence of how that all goes down. Um, and then yeah, they're they're shooting after it, and that's when they get to the uh, the alley. I, I don't know how LA is set up, but. <laughs> It seems like there's no open spaces at all. It's all just like and tiny also, corridors and back alleys and like in between houses that they're being chased through and in, in houses and stuff like that. They're running. It's it's interesting. It's very cramped. It's not claustrophobic, but like the camera is right there running with you. Like right. they basically have something that really isn't all that possible. It's, it's difficult to do in 1991 with the camera technology that they have to have these types of tracking shots and whatever. Like they probably had to have some sort of like a special rig for it. Yeah, now these it's easy narrow just spaces have, that they're running through. Now you can just have a guy with a handle like carrying it as they run, but it wasn't that easy back in 1991. <laughs> so, um, it, yeah, it, it, it's right there. It's, it's very frenetic. Like I said before, and uh, Bodhi's wearing the... his mask the entire time. Everyone else gets away in some form. Um, but Bodhi's still wearing his mask being chased by Johnny Utah until we get to that scene where he's at the at sewers or aqueduct yeah, or whatever it whatever. is. And he climbs the fence and Johnny hurt his knee from the fall. And, and that's when he shoots the air. And he's like, oh, I love you too much. And then shoots in the air. Right. And I'm like, but they didn't have that close of a friendship where no. I was like, but I think he just has like a change of heart because it's like, I kind of know this guy and I don't want to kill him. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I, that's the one thing that the movie really fails on is like, why are you shirking your duty to protect this guy? What, like, I mean, what is it yeah, about Yeah, this him? is your job. I mean, because they don't really show them being like bros. No. But anyway, like, now they know who each other are. And so Bodie comes to steal him in the middle of the night at some point. Um, and that's when they do. Tyler also tells Tyler that he's an FBI agent. And so Tyler, like, leaves him for lying to him. No, doesn't she just find his badge? Or I think it's because Bodie said something So then she searches then she his place. Finds, yes. They don't show that, but leaves. that's my impression. Yeah, and then she leaves because, like, how dare you lie to me? And, and that's stuff. when he comes by and just it's aggressively... like, your parents aren't even dead, are they? Because that's, like, how he got him. Yeah, that's how they uh, bonded was... Well, yeah, because he found out that she is just, like, an orphan. Practically. And the to get um, close to her and to get surfing lessons from her he had to come up with this sad sappy story so she can feel sorry for him and then teach him yeah but then also have this relationship yeah and this is when Bodhi takes him and they go 
skydiving. And they do this trick, like, all the guys that are... Because, I mean, Bodhi just reveals... Well, at this point, he does not reveal. He's just like, yeah, we're going to go skydiving. Come with us. And um, all the guys in the plane are putting on their packs. And then, you know, Bodhi tells... Johnny put yours on he's like oh you put yours on first and then they do this whole oh why don't you take mine like they do all this yeah it's like a Russian roulette type of a thing with the parachutes because they you don't trust me oh here then take this one and take mine neither one wants to admit that they know who the other person really is right and I kind of liked that game I guess yeah um But as they're that this is where we get where they're as they're falling this is when Bodhi reveals that he knows Utah's an FBI agent and they I don't know. I think it's like shortly after they land, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah, that's when they do the whole whole holding of the hands and then breaking away and then they land and then yeah, Utah tells safe. them everyone actually had a shoot, so it was okay. Right. And Utah shows him a video of Tyler taken hostage by his friend Rosie somewhere. And he's like, I know you're an FBI agent and you're going to have to rob a bank with me to find out where she is. Yeah, like I have to get somewhere by 3 p.m. or else she's dead. So you got to come with me and do this thing. Otherwise, she's she's dead. Um, And Rosie is like a... So he's blackmailed into participating in this bank robbery that goes fucked up. But yeah, meanwhile, all of them have masks established as the ex-president, so they're they're wearing like you know rubber Halloween masks of like Jimmy Carter and FDR or not FDR, um, LBJ, LBJ, uh, Nixon. No, it's LBJ, Nixon, Carter, and Reagan. Reagan, Carter. It's just the four. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Ford in there. Um, and they're like, whoops, we don't have a mask for you, so you have to go in yeah. with your fresh face so everyone recognizes you just to fuck them over. And then their rule is that they just go in 90 seconds. They just take whatever money the bank... Yeah, whatever's workers, in the front. Yeah, what the bank has in the front and then leave. But this time they're like, no, we want to go in the vault, ca- causing chaos because then this undercover cop there is telling the security guard of that bank like yo i'm a cop can you take my gun like cover cover me let's like you have a gun i have a gun too let's get these guys yeah but then that security guard guy is like no i don't want to do that and that's when the undercover cop guy just goes rogue and starts shooting and he does kill um the youngest youngest one gromit yeah again i don't know who is under which mask or whatever all i know is the guy who played nixon like whoever is in the nixon mask that's the one that was dying okay probably gromit i don't know (laughs) and that's when they just leave the scene but you know before that they they just leave Johnny Utah there and he gets arrested yeah which is um understandable I mean it's 
Well, because he does come in with a gun. He's, like, threatening people. Right, and he never with really takes it. He doesn't take the money, but he's, like, telling people to shut up. And, and never takes the initiative to, like, stop it. But, right. Well, I mean, his gun is not loaded. They show, the, like, they show Bodie unloading the shotgun. Hmm. So, like, he doesn't have a chance to shoot at them and stop the robbery. So, um, it's, it's all for show for the, the crowd. Um, but yeah, so the FBI comes in and basically, yeah, arrests him to a degree. But then they let him go, like, instantly. Or, or Pappas breaks him free, whatever it is. Yeah, so, I mean, because the, the LAPD want to arrest him as well as John C. McGinley. But yeah, some, like, Pappas and McGinley, I don't even know his name in this. Uh, Harp. Ben Harp. They go at it where Pappas is like, respect your elders, basically. Yeah, it's a. This movie's not perfect. <laughs> and, and, and then he's like, okay, let him go. Apart a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you do kind of sort of feel bad for the guy who plays Nixon who's dying. I think because he didn't want to, like, yeah, he's a bank robber, but I mean, one of their mantras is they never shoot anybody. Right? They, they never never go to the vault. They never shoot anybody. They never fire their weapons in one of these things. Yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's all about chasing the adrenaline rush, right? So, you know, like you kind of feel a little bit bad about him dying. Because, but they, like, like, Bodhi like fucked went... it up by going to the vault. But that was all Bodhi's decision. It wasn't his decision. It's not like, you know. Well, he fucked it up. Not like Gromit or Nathaniel or whoever. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's, let's all do the vault this time. They're like, oh, fuck, Bodhi says to, so I guess we got to do it. Yeah. Um, but that's also one of the problems with the movie is, like, I don't know who the fuck that guy like I don't know who Gromit is from Nathaniel from Roach like I really don't because they don't they don't build those characters at all not until like it's a huge cast end, but like you have really four characters that have any sort of substance you have Johnny Utah you have Bodie you have Tyler and you have Pappas that's it the rest of them like I don't you don't give don't a give shit because they don't like because <laughs> you don't know who they yeah and they're like it. super stereotypical like Ben Harp is just well, yeah, you don't or even I'm a know. Bad, if... angry boss man. Wait, wait, wait. Well, and then Roach, like, Roach just ha- lasted the longest of yeah, the. Yeah, but he doesn't have any like substantial lines or. Um, but he had the like near the end when substance. he was dying. That's when you start to feel for him. That's like the only. Yeah, he's there to have like some empathy and be like, "Oh, look what Bodie is doing." Yeah. But and aside Bodhi... from that, he's just fodder. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have any characterization. He doesn't offer anything. He doesn't, you know, tip anybody off that he's part of the crew. You know what I mean? Like, there's, they're just there to be people to get the story to move along. And they're not, like, providing any sort of insight. Right. It's really just those four that have any sort of, like, You don't, yeah, you don't show how, like, they're, you don't show them as, like, a family or something yeah. like that. Like, it's like, how did they get together Yeah. and do this in the first place? Like, Bodhi was like, hey, you three, let's rob some banks. Right, yeah. Like, we're talking about how we don't see the camaraderie between Bodhi and Utah. We like, also don't, don't see, see the camaraderie, the camaraderie between, between him and, and the other three He's just like, he's the ringleader, but, like, does he have something over them as well? Right. <laughs> like, you have to do what I say? Or they're just like, oh, he's a cool dude, not... And whatever, they're just, I'll just do whatever he says, or yeah. he'll kill me. Or are they just hangers-on, and 
like who knows we don't get any sense as to what they are like yeah so that's a bad thing um anyway pappas is able to get them out um they they go to an airport where Bodie's about to flee the country basically try to get to mexico through a private plane that they chartered um and then there's like a whole nother shootout because papa's follows and sort yeah. of blows the cover in a sense because he wasn't supposed to shoot i don't think well like Bodie johnny was gonna go... goes up to them and he's like hey you, i have backup so don't even bother yeah and then trying like, to kill me here utah was just getting sorry utah was gonna get in a plane with Bodie um to just well, sort of like carry on the charade or whatever and then papa's is doesn't notice that one of the other three is behind him and so he comes out like with his gun and he gets shot in the back by one of the other guys and Pappas shoots back. Yeah, this is when the second guy dies and now this is back to where it's Roach. It's only Roach and Bodie and Johnny. And, yeah, and Roach has also been shot in the same thing that kills the guy who plays... Uh, LBJ. Because they they die in sequence of president. Yeah, that's what so I. So Roach is Carter, and so he's injured in the plane. He's been shot, but the guy who played LBJ is dead at the scene in the same shootout. Mm-hmm. Papa's gets gets him, and he gets Papa's. Yeah. So Papa's is also dead, but anyway, those three are in the plane now. Yeah, Utah, Bodie and Roach and this is where they fly well this is where you know Bodie and Johnny well Johnny's just like tell me where Tyler is he's like yeah not till we get out of this plane basically right and so another skydiving scene with Roach who is basically half dying dead, um Bodie's in denial about it, puts the backpack on and like basically shoves him out the plane. He's <laughs> yeah. able to deploy his chute, but we see him dead on the ground after. Yeah, that's why I was like, like out like after pulling the chute or something. Okay, because um, all I or saw just was his... badly and finishes the job. I don't oh, okay, know. I, all I saw was his dead body, and I was like, so he just flew him out because I was like, does he even have energy to pull that string? But they show his chute deployed. Okay. But we, I, I don't remember if we but seen he was probably, the Yeah, I mean, he was like half dead by that point because he was saying, I'm getting cold. And yeah. that's when Johnny is like, well, you're losing blood. Yeah. And, and Bodie <laughs> jumps out of the plane but does not leave a shoot for Utah this time. So Utah is supposed to stay on the plane, I guess, and, you know, like, what let is them it gonna, escape. Yeah. Um, and so, but nope, he jumps out without a shoot and... Comes uh, after him and, and latches on to Bodie midair with a gun. He's falling, however many feet, gun in hand, still yeah. chasing after Bodie. How do you do this? I don't know. And surfing, then, surfing, <laughs> air surfing. He's got a good core, yeah. <laughs> so he's able to. I mean, it's an action fly. movie. I, I, will, I will say this is a lot more believable than like a lot of the Fast and the Furious type movies. Oh so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like this is. There's nothing un- that seems like completely out of the realm of possibilities. It's just. Uh, it's just like okay, he he really could have. I mean, this is like out of pure luck that he landed on Bodie. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can aim for people. I think that's not a like. I think you know if you like make your yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. When you're you diving can. around, but I'm just saying like, 
you're concentrating so much you still have that gun in your hand like wouldn't that just fly out of your hand because you're falling at such a huge speed that's, that's probably true yeah unless it was holstered and he unholstered it when he got to Bodie. I don't know, I don't but, I mean, he does land on Bodhi, and Bodhi's like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. And that's when they're fighting while falling again. And that's when Johnny's just like, pull your shoe, and Bodhi's like, I'm not gonna do it. You gotta drop the gun. Yeah, you gotta drop your gun and pull it. He's like, we're gonna crash together. Yeah, and we'll both die. And we'll both care. die, I don't care. And that's when Johnny's like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> I just think it's funny these people are like arguing in midair. But they but they do deploy the shoot like very, very so, last. Yeah, Johnny second. like reluctantly does it and But his knee gets fucked up again, so he can't chase after Bodie. Yeah. He gets, his, gets away in a car. And then Tyler is, is let free by Rosie because he meets you know, that's that's who is in the car. Rosie and Tyler were in the car. Tyler's let loose. Rosie and, and Bodie leave. And then uh, he gets away. And then fast forward to however many months later. His hair was long. Keanu's. All I know is they said that they searched all these different places for him. And here they are in Australia. Because Bodhi had talked about this 50 year storm. Which I thought was 200 year storm. I don't know. It's It's a massive storm that's going to create the biggest waves possible. And that's what he really wants. That's like the ultimate rush. That's the the mm-hmm. junkie and so of course he's going to be there and so johnny's is there to confront him in australia which you know they have a big fight on the beach whatever after talking about shit and and we learned that rosie died off camera too he picked a fight with somebody and got yeah, shot yeah, in some yeah, bar all of his uh his gang is dead so everyone's gone um but they have a big fight on the beach um again really really well done and i think you know the way they have like the waves come through and sort of almost drown johnny again mm-hmm. was was um pretty effective because it'd be very easy just to have like a rain machine on the beach to simulate what's happening but right. you know to have like, like the an waves actual, come through and everything like, like that too. actual storm that happened it's just extremely well coordinated and then he pops out uh, after that fight's done, and they're they're handcuffed together. And Bodhi's like, "Fuck! No! I wanted to ride the wave. I wanted to ride the wave. And now I can't because I'm handcuffed." He's like throwing a little yeah. Baby and fit. Johnny just lets him go, and that's when the oh, Australian God. police are like, "Why did you do that?" And he's like, "Well, he's gonna die anyways." And then he throws his badge. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, the, the, okay. He's like, just one wave. He's like, oh, but he's going to get away. And he's like, no, he's not. He's not going to get away. Like, look at the fucking waves. Like, so he probably died in the waves. He probably You don't know. You don't he know. Just, he just walks away. But there was nowhere for him to escape because there was, like, the cliffs all on the other side and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, all so. the police is there. And they're like, well, we'll just get him when he comes back. And, like, was it just Australian police or was it also FBI? Because FBI definitely has no jurisdiction in Australia, right? I don't know, but they had countries that they, they had to, Australian so. accents, so I'm like, okay, the Australian police. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. Yeah, maybe they're just gonna arrest him and then extradite him. Um, but why does he throw his badge in the water? Like, because that's he. He's probably like, I'm fucking done. This? But like, why? Because maybe this is he was like after this mission, I'm done. I love love too much. Like what? It like I don't understand. Like I don't know. 
It's it's the same thing as like why does she why does he shoot in the air? Why does he throw his badge in the water? What is it about Bodhi? Like he just that cares gets him... too much. Yeah, about what though? Like humanity. <laughs> I have no idea. But then, like, wouldn't you want to like fight crime? When you want to, yeah, like, the wouldn't good cop? you want to catch? Like this is the opposite bad guys? of Steven Seagal. Like he is a good cop who's trying to do good. Mm-hmm. Steven Seagal is like. He is what he saw in the bumper sticker, kill them all and let God sort them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the guy who he also beat up, you know? Um, so, I mean, like, like why would this case be the one that, like, breaks him in this, in that way? Like, it's, it's this many months later, he's like, oh, man, I can't believe I let him die. Okay, well, I'm done being a cop now. Or maybe he's just disappointed himself because he just can't kill this guy for some reason. I don't know. But, um, yeah, maybe he's like, yeah, I'm not cut out for this. Cause yeah, I, and he's like, I can't be an FBI I just love be... surfing too much. But is he still with Lori Petty? Or... I don't know. They don't They don't say that part. I know. I mean, he saves Tyler. I mean... It's... Yeah, I mean, they, they embrace, and it seems like everything's good, but I don't know. They might have said something in the in the conversation before the fight. Oh, with him and Bodie anymore. talking? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just remember Johnny saying, yeah, we missed you by a week in Fiji and whatever. Yeah. Like, we've been trying to find you. They're going to all, while. like, the, the, the spots that they mentioned in Rolling Thunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what... Well, I was thinking, like, were any of the guys in Rolling Thunder in this movie? But I don't think I don't they think so. were. No, I don't think so. But, I, I don't know, I didn't like the ending. I didn't... I, I didn't like the relationship between the two because I don't think it was established well enough for what they were trying to show. Um, and I didn't really like Keanu's underacting. Other than that, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Alright, let's quickly talk about a couple of the cast and crew. Not too many here. Catherine Bigelow, director of this, Oscar winner for Hurt Locker and also nominated for Zero Dark Thirty. Emmy winner for Cartel Land. Uh, we talked about Near Dark and Strange Days. She also directed several episodes of Homicide Life on the Street and K-19 The Widowmaker. Um, w. Peter Illiff was the writer of this. He's also done things like Patriot Games, Varsity Blues, and Under Suspicion. So he has a you know good action background that he uh, built off of. Uh, although Varsity Blues is an action. Patrick Swayze is Bodhi. Golden Globe nominee for Dirty Dancing, Ghost, and Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Kids' Choice Award nominee for Dirty Dancing as well. We already talked about his Razzie nominations for Mexican and Roadhouse. Um, and um, we talked about some of his other roles. And Donnie Darko, he was in that as well later on in his career. A few years before he passed away. Uh, Keanu Reeves, we'll talk about him. Well, we've talked about him already in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and we'll see him in My Own Private Idaho. Gary Busey is Pappas, is Oscar and Golden Globe nomination for Buddy Holly Story, where he played the title character there um he's also in the 1991 movies my heroes oh my heroes have always been cowboys and wild texas wind which is a tv movie known for such things as lethal weapon predator 2 rookie of the year and under siege uh, and then later on for tv reality stuff like uh, celebrity fit club uh, celebrity big brother and and that comedy central show i'm with Busey, where they kind of took advantage of him and yeah. his son yeah, and he also has a famous son. Oh, um, I thought he and his son were in that. I don't know if his son remember. was. It was like some some comedian dude who was oh, okay. taking him around spending, town and, and you spending know, time with him. Yeah. yeah, the basic idea was to like make fun of him without him knowing that 
he was being made fun of yeah Uh, Lori Petty as Tyler known for such things as Tank Girl League of Their Own Free Willy Orange is the New Black and Station Eleven John C. McGinley as Ben Harp Um, he's in the 1991 movies Little Noises and Highlander 2 The Quickening but he's been in stuff like Oliver Stone's Platoon Talk Radio he's been in Seven Office Space as one of the uh, whatever one of the Bobs Bobs Um, Stand Against Evil 42, and then uh, um, best known, I think, probably for Scrubs, where he should have been nominated or won an Emmy for Dr. Cox, but he never did. Uh, and that's pretty much the I mean, cast. It's him playing the same character. I know, but... Oh, He's Scrubs. good at playing an a- being an asshole. Yeah, but Scrubs has like so much more like emotional weight to it, especially. The Dr. Cox role is just like, I don't know, especially that first season. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's the same type of like screaming, raging asshole yeah. here, except without it's the com- redeeming part. Comedic. I don't yeah. Know. Without the redeeming part, without any sort of like, you know, humanity behind it, like you see in Scrubs. Um, and then that's about it. Cause we've either talked about some of the other people or they don't have a whole lot of credits or they weren't very consequential to the plot. So I didn't really write them down. Uh, awards talk. At the MTV Movie Awards, it was nominated for the Best Action Sequence, but lost to Terminator 2. It was nominated for Best Most Desirable Male for Patrick Swayze, but he lost to his co-star Keanu Reeves, who won for Most Desirable Male. For the same movie? For the same movie. Um, And then it was also in the quotes montage thing that we talked about in the past. With the Paya Condios? It could be Viacondios. I don't know. It's one of those things where IMDb just mentions it, but until we actually have a copy of the MTV Movie Awards in yeah. our possession, we don't know what quote it was. I forgot what... There was another movie so where... So if you was, guys have a copy of it, let us know, please. There was another movie where someone said Viacondios, and now that we saw... Because I was like, isn't that in Point Break? And now I can't think of the oh, other movie. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, the other quote that was said early on in the movie by John C. McGinley yeah. to Johnny Utah was young, dumb, and full of cum. That's probably not what was in the MTV movie. I know. You never know. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think they would say that unless they, like, Was that, like, out... one of the first times that was said? Young, yeah. In a movie or something like that? I think so. Because, I mean, that's... I've heard that line so many different times. It, and it's, it's probably from this movie. It could be from this movie. It's, it's weird how these things like originate. Sort of like um, denial isn't just a river in Egypt, right? Like you hear yeah, that like, all the time. Where does it come from? I, Stuart Smalley, SNL is like one of the first places that was probably <laughs> broadcast because you hear him say that line and people just like break out laughing raucously and like, oh, geez, I guess that wasn't a thing back then. So. Like, yeah, who knows? where do these sayings come from, yeah. really? Yeah, what, what is the first place? So that, yeah, that could have been... Maybe it was. Maybe that was part of the quotes montage. But it also had a, they also had a fake nominees, like, you know, a commercial bumper thing, sort of like you have the best animal actors at the MTV Movie Awards, yeah. where we don't know exactly who it was. There was also a best performance by rock stars, fake nominees category, so Anthony Kiedis was probably lumped into that. Okay. So that's that's your uh, that's your awards. We did watch the VHS version of this. There was like not really any previews, but it, um, it was part commercial. of the Fox Selections series, and they yeah. had a commercial for that. So, 
On to true crime and pop culture we go. I will say that in 1991, the People magazine Sexiest Man Alive was Patrick Swayze. I can understand that. Coming off a of ghost and going into this. Mm-hmm. That was and a good two-year run. So, okay, just... I don't... I'm not gonna... I don't have any true crime. I wasn't gonna... You didn't find, like, an ex-president's real-life bank robberies? That's what I was trying to find. Was this based off of anything? And I feel like... Because I swear I've seen robberies where they use president faces. Haven't you? Um... And then I was like, was this the origin of that? Yeah, it could be like a chicken and the egg type of a thing with our memory. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do think I've seen stuff like that, but they could just be referencing this. Um, I think the writer, or Rick King, who also yeah. did the story, uh, who's directed like Kickboxer, Kickboxer 3 and stuff like that, apparently they got the idea by like sitting on the an beach article. and watching searchers, or watching surfers while reading an article about bank robberies or something like that. Yeah, that's what I have. And then I I went down a rabbit hole because I was like looking up president masks and robbers and the only thing that came up really was Point Break. And I swear I've seen like other movies or TV shows with that, but maybe it's just a callback to this movie. Wasn't there like a 1990s movie like Not Dead Presidents? No. They had like the white face. There, I even found a list of like top bank robbery disguises in movies, and Point Break is the only one that has used the um, okay. presidents. But I did find two articles about actual robberies where people used president masks, and the first one was in 1987. Or 1986, I should say. I found this online. It was robbers, robbers in Cincinnati. Two robbers hid their identities behind masks of Rob, Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter for a bank holdup in Cincinnati and northern Kentucky in 1986. So, I don't... That's pretty close. I mean... Think was that? <laughs> that was the only one that I saw. Yeah. And then... Recently, 2017, uh, in Italy, there were bank robbers that used Trump masks to rob banks. Okay. And they even reference in this article, it was in Routers, saying that they were um, using Point Break as the inspiration. inspiration. I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. And then I also looked up the 50 years storm i was like is that a real thing yeah that surfers go to <laughs> but i think it became a thing after this movie because then i found an article surfingaustralia.com that they do it every year and they hold um they do it for um charity we're all at 50 like surfers from uh, around the world can go to that spot, the Bell's Bottom or whatever. What was it called? I don't know what it was called. It, Bell's Beach, I think, in Australia. And they hold, 
this championship and it's just for charity and then they hand out a Johnny Utah award like okay. once a year but just, they, just a sandy badge yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an FBI badge thrown in a, the a badge half covered in sand and then you know they had like the remake which it made a lot of yeah in 2015 which I kind of forgot they made but that did pretty well in the theaters. Did it really? The remake. Huh. And then for this, for the box office of this Point Break, it was number two in the theaters because T2 came out the week before and that was still number one and then Point Break was number two. Yeah. It's tough to crack that one. But, but it, it did, still, it well. yeah, it still made $83 million. Yep. 43 domestic, which is, I think, where, what we used to put it on our box office list. Off of a budget of 24 so, you know, double its money back. Yeah, and then I also saw that, I don't really watch Mythbusters, but I guess they did um, an episode about what we talked about, where can you skydive and talk and have a conversation while free falling for 90 seconds and i guess they debunked that yeah i feel like just like the wind noise like even if you're super close to them yeah how can you hear each other yeah it'd be too hard because all the sound waves are like going to be above you by the time it reaches the next person's ear Mm -hmm. so we'll move on to rankings and ratings then um, where on your one to five star scale are you going to put Point Break? I'm gonna give this a three. I'm gonna go a little higher than you, I think. Uh, on my zero to four star, star scale, I'm actually gonna say it's. I'm gonna say it's a three as well. Um, so <laughs> I mean, comparatively, like yours is like mid range. Your yeah. three is like middle of the road, whereas my three means like my three means it's, it's a closer good movie. to your four. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was waffling between three and three and a half, honestly, because I do think that the action sequences and the camera work and the pacing of this is just that good. Um, but there are some things that kind of work against its favor. So three and a, three and a half was on the table, but I settled for three. Every movie's worth watching once. Would you watch this again? Yeah, I'll watch this again. I would definitely watch this again. Um, I'm surprised it took me this long to watch it in the first place. I'm not mad that I missed out all these years, but uh, I'm, I'm glad I get to be part of the larger conversation in pop culture with this. I don't know if I care enough about the remake, though. I have no interest. In, I, I remember when they did that, and I was like, why? Yeah. There's some movies that... I mean, yeah, this isn't perfect, but would the remake really fix those things? Is it going to try to make it, like, higher art? No, probably not. It's probably just going to turn into a generic They're younger actors to play movie. the same people. Yeah. That's what I thought they were going to do with Top Gun, but they didn't. They no. just made it a sequel. Like, if it became like a sequel where, I don't know, Johnny, Utah, and Tyler had a baby and then, like their <laughs> there son. apparently was talks of a sequel. Oh, okay. That they were going to possibly do a sequel. Um, but I forget. Like their son or daughter is now grown up and has to, she become, he or she becomes FBI agent or whatever. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, it, I would watch this again. Don't really have any interest in the remake. If you out there want to watch Point Break as of this recording in November 2022, it's available on Netflix, digital rental, VHS, or DVD. As always, check your local listings. You can listen to us on all of your major podcasting platforms. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can email us at 1991movierewind at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, YouTube. Just search 1991movierewind or go to 1991movierewind.com for the full list of movies along with show notes and more. Next week for our Thanksgiving-ish episode, close to it as we get, it's uh, Dutch. We're going to watch Dutch. That's only available on VHS and DVD. 